Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. This is Mary. It is 11 o'clock on March 3rd, 2023. Look at all those threes. Three, three, 23. And the reason I love numbers is because that's one of the ways that my angels communicate with me. Last night, I was on Be Unique Unscripted with Tony Taylor. He was interviewing me, which I, I just love Tony because he's such a genuine person and he's very in, interested and he gave me a lot to think about. Um, one of the questions he asked me led to the, the creation of this show, um, which was, well, how come some people can hear angels and some people can't? And I think the question is pretty simple to answer. Uh, it's actually a question that my sister used to ask me a lot because she never heard angels speak. My mother always talked about hearing angels. I've talked to angels. My younger sister has spoken with angels. And her daughter had what some people would call imaginary playmates, but they were her angels. One of them I remember was called Dime. The other one I don't remember the name of. But... um the reason that some people can hear angels while others can't is as simple as because we're listening. And that's not as easy to do. Now, when you're four years old, it's very easy to hear the angels. You haven't gotten indoctrinated by all the rules and regulations that tell you that if you can't see it, it can't be real. So, I've been speaking with angels most of my life, and then there was a point in my life where I was not tuned in. And to be honest, my book, Go With Angels, talks about this a lot. I have, it's a memoir. There are stories about true angelic encounters that I've had, that my sons have had, that a friend of mine had. Um, and I was walking with another friend today. I recently met a woman who lives in my neighborhood, and my husband worked with her. She and I met for the first time. Even though we've, uh, my husband and I have lived in this neighborhood for seven years, I've never met her. She was a very busy woman, and she recently retired. We were invited to her retirement dinner, and when she was saying her goodbyes at the end of the night, she just casually mentioned I'm going to start a walking routine. I'd never met her before that moment. I mean, I I think I met her briefly at the beginning of the evening, but I had never talked to her other than to say, hi, nice to meet you. And 
she was talking to my husband and a couple of other coworkers right behind where I was sitting. And she said she was going to start a walking routine. And I just looked up at her and I said, would you like a partner? And she said, yeah, I think I would. So she said, give me a little time to settle into being retired and I'll give you a call. And I said, well, wait, 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 before we do, are you a morning person or an evening person? She goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a night owl. She said, I get up if I have to, but I, I would rather not do it first thing in the morning. Because I was concerned that she was going to be one of these people that wants to meet in the dark and go out and watch the sunrise. She doesn't. Thank goodness she's on my wavelength, literally and figuratively. She vibrates the same way that I do, and it's pretty phenomenal. We walk and we talk about angels most of the day. Now, we're only on day four. We started, um, actually, I think we're on day three. We started doing this on a Wednesday. Today is Friday. So it is day four. Anyway, we walk um, and we talk and we visit for about an hour and then I come home and I go on about my day. Now, she has told me many angel stories already. And I'm not going to share them with you yet because I'm hoping that she'll come on the show and share those stories with you herself as I've had done several times since I started this show in early November. So I did want to read something to you that is in my angel book because, did I lose it? No, I did not lose it. Um, It kind of explains a little bit. It's um, called, Why Are You Gone? And I'll just read it and explain it afterwards. I asked God why he would place you in my life. He made me love you. And now you have left me. So I asked God why he would place you in my life. Then he finally answered, when I gave him the chance. No one you love ever leaves your life. They may leave your town, your work, your immediate presence, even your world. But no one you love ever leaves your life. Once you love someone, your love is forever. As I have loved you before your parents knew you were to be, and long after your name fades from your family tree. So, my dear, love them. Love them all. Love as many of my children as you can. Love them as deep as my oceans and as wide as my sky. Love them without fear and without reservation. For as you love them, my love for you will increase. I asked God why he would place you in my life, just to take you away when I am learning how to love you. I have to love you, like it or not. God wants me to. Sometimes it hurts to know just how much I miss you. That is, I think, the only poem that's in my book. The rest are more like stories or journal entries. And they are uh, about angelic encounters, a lot of near-death experiences, especially in my son's case. My friend Jennifer had a near-death, a very tragic situation. She broke four bones in her feet, two in each feet in the same place in each foot. 
and she was rescued by two angels. And then a woman helped her carry her stuff to the car. And when she turned to thank the other two people, the woman told her, Jennifer's husband, get her to the hospital quick. She must have hurt her head. There's never been anyone here but me. And Jennifer knows that there were two beautiful people next to her. She knew that the woman was named Rachel, but she did not get the name of the man who she said was the most beautiful human she's ever seen. I agree that those were angels. Now, why do, why do some people see angels and others can't? Why do you think they appear for some but not everybody? As that poem says, when I gave him the chance, we are all so busy. And I can tell you that my sister who had asked this question, she has slowed down quite a bit. And she's told me she's seeing more angels and talking with more. And a lot of times our angels are disguised. They're not as we expect them to be. They take on forms or spaces in our imagination that I I have been able to see and hear my angels. And Tony asked me last night, how do you know it's your angel and not your imagination? And I said, well, Tony, I also speak to Jesus and God, the creator, the Gus, the mighty I am, the God, universe, spirit, source, the guy I call Gus, but often referred to as dude. And I've spoken with my deceased mother-in-law, who I've never met in person. I've spoken with many people who've crossed over. I often speak to my grandson, Jacob, and there's a story, a little, little chapter on Jacob in my book. He was stillborn, and I never got to hold him. The closest I came to him was at his funeral. And, uh, you know, he was stillborn, then he was cremated, and he was put in a beautiful urn. And my son's friend built a beautiful box for it. And I went to a an internment for him. And that's as close as I've physically been to Jacob, but I've been much, much closer since. And Jacob has reminded me that it's nothing. You know, being physical does not mean someone's in your life. They can be in your life from a 1,000 miles away, 5,000 miles away, or wherever in the universe they choose to be. So I see them, but it's because I've learned, and I see them hearing more and more and seeing them more and more because I'm learning how to still my mind, how to quiet my mind. Meditation is a big help in that. And if you don't know how to meditate, it's just basically being mindful, taking some time. And it doesn't have to be a weekend retreat or four or five hours. It doesn't have to be more than five minutes. In fact, we can meditate here right now if you would like. And I would suggest that you take a deep breath in through your nose and hold it. And release it. (laughs) Do that as often as you feel necessary. 
when I'm meditating for just a five-minute period, I like to just continue to breathe deeply and be quiet. Just breathe in and out. Sometimes you may want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth with a Other times you may want to breathe in with your nose and out with your mouth with a sigh. don't have to, but you may close your eyes when you do this. You may want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth with an ah. It depends on where you're at in your day. And sometimes I meditate or just take a mindful breath moment to just be. And I want you to do that right now. Just exist. Don't think about anything. And if you think about other things, if other thoughts come into your mind, you hear the cat meowing outside your door, you hear the dog barking outside your window, an ambulance drives by, you can consciously say, breathe in, breathe out. In fact, I was once recently watching a show on Netflix that had to do with telenovelas. And I suggest you look up a telenovela if you want to know what that is. It's just, it's fun. It's a, it's a really fun, mindless escape. And it's funny usually, but there are tragic, tragic moments and dramatic moments. But the premise of of the purpose of this was uh, the people were reminding themselves and each other to inhale and exhale, but they would do it in Spanish. Inhala, exhala. Inhala, exhala. Inhala, exhala. And just that rhythmic breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. It gets you doing that. I've recently also been listening to Star Magic Healing on YouTube. There are amazing YouTube videos. Jerry Sargent is the facilitator. And what I've been working on with with that is frequencies, as well as um, one particular one that we're doing is um, Infinite Potential. And he says you need to breathe in and breathe out. Breathe fully. Inflate your stomach. Breathe like a toddler with every fiber of your being. Just breathe in deeply. And as you breathe out, say, I am infinite potential. I am infinite potential. I am infinite potential. It doesn't really matter what you say or what you do. If you've been afraid of um, meditating because you've heard that a lot of Buddhist monks monks do it and you're concerned that you may convert to Buddhism, personally, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if that's where you're led. But you don't have to be led that way. But those om or om mani padme hum, om mani padme hum, 
those help you focus on your breathing. They get your mind on something outside of your taxes that are due, the bills that are due, the kids you need to pick up from school, the kids you need to drop off at band practice, whatever. It is a way to, after a while you get so good, you don't need the mantras, but the mantras do help. They serve a purpose. They hold is useful working with star magic healing because Jerry transmits frequencies through his videos and everything holds frequency. Everything is energy. The angels, you, the wooden desk, the gemstones, the crystals, the the bells, the drums, the horns, it doesn't matter. It all holds energy. It's all frequency. And when we vibrate at that frequency, it it just transforms you. And one of the most amazing compliments that I have gotten in a long time was from a friend of mine who shared a memory that I had posted on Facebook with a little gift that she had given me. And she showed it to me and she said, I wanted to tell you that when my husband and I saw you and Curtis the other day on your bike, you had a very soothing peacefulness about you and much grace like your angels. The pink in your hair went with the sweetness you radiated. You look so pretty in pink. And I thought that was just absolutely wonderful. And it was it was mind-blowing for me to... To hear her say that, I have been feeling that peacefulness. I didn't know that it was radiating out for others to see. And that's because I am now walking the path that I was meant to walk. After so much time has gone by, I am writing the books that I was meant to write, and I'm publishing them. My first book, Go With Angels, has the stories in it of my encounters. And my second book is a children's book. And it tells you or tells children how to connect with your angels. I read the entire book to someone uh, yesterday, a day before. And as I read it to her over the phone, she said, I want 10 copies of that book. Because she's seen some of the, the illustrations that are in it. And I will be sharing more of those on Facebook if you'd like to go look at them, they are um, on My Angel Book. If you just want to order books, go to paypal.me forward slash go with angels. And the price for either book, whether it's the children's book or the adult book, is $15. I cover the postage and I'll send you a book. The children's book is in pre-order status right now, and the orders are really coming in pretty fast, which is good because I may have to up the number I'm having printed. But I thought I'd finish out the show today telling, basically reading my children's book because it does tell you some of the things that adults can use, too, for connecting with your angels. Because... Um, if you're not hearing or seeing angels today, 
it doesn't mean that they're not with you. They are with you in so many ways. So here's my book. How can you tell if an angel is near? Is it something you see, feel, or hear? When you're in your room alone at night, angels may come on a beam of light. Angels love it when you laugh. If you see a penny on the ground, it may have been set there to let you know your angel is around. Angels come close when you enjoy the smell of a pretty flower. Now, bear in mind, this is a children's book. So the illustrations help promote the words. And this book will be a great book for parents and grandparents to read to children. It will be a a fun book for the children to look at. The pictures are I'm going to tell you outright, I think they're amazing. I created them using AI. I couldn't have done this without the help of some angels. In fact, let me pause reading this for just a minute and tell you how this book came about. I was talking with my niece who had bought a second copy of Go With Angels to give to her granddaughter, her three-year-old granddaughter, who loved to hear about angels. And she kept taking grandma's book. So she bought her her own, and then she told me that she carries that book around everywhere. When I was talking with her, she asked me, so what's your, what's your next book project going to be? And I said, I don't know. I have four or five children's books I need to write. Now, this book had not been even on my horizon. I had not thought about it at all. I said, I've got three or four children's books to write, I've got probably five or six collections of short stories and some memoirs. I have at least two novels and one script that I'm writing for an episodic. She said, so why don't you put them in alphabetical order and just start with the first one? I said, but I don't think the first one alphabetically is finished. She said, then go to the first one that's finished and publish that. I said, I think I'll do that. I well, start. I'll go check out my books right now, and I'll categorize them into completed or in, incomplete. And as soon as I said that, I heard a voice that I have come to know so very well as Gus. It's my God. It's the universe. It's spirit. It's the source of all creation. It's not Jesus. It's not the Holy Spirit. Not one of my angels. And I need to get back to that, too, because... Oh, there's so much to talk about today. It's crazy. But um, I heard that voice say, I want you to write. I want your next book to be a book for children about angels. So I told my niece, I've got to write a book about angels for children. She said, that would be wonderful. I would um, put me down for a copy or two. And I said, easy peasy. I'll be back as soon as I finish the book. Well, I started writing the book and I got nothing. It took me about two weeks to write eight lines that weren't worth diddly squat. And so I went into meditation and I sat down with God and I said, hey, dude, you told me to write a book about angels for children. And why are you keeping the words from me? I can't, I can't even think of eight lines that rhyme or don't rhyme, that sound good, that make sense, that would be suitable for children. And he said, paint the pictures and the words will come later. I can do that. Well, actually, no, I don't know. I can paint, but I've never painted pictures. I paint abstract. I'm not a painter. And he said, yes, you are. You just haven't unleashed that yet. 
So I took him at his word and I sat down and I started painting. And I painted from oh, early November to Christmas Day, basically. Um, I think I stopped on Christmas. I A couple of weeks before Christmas, maybe. And then my son called to wish me Merry Christmas and we were talking and I told him about my pictures and, and the message I'd gotten from Gus and I told him that I would, I, I just started texting him photographs of the pictures I had taken. He said, those aren't bad for a first timer, mom, but have you ever considered using AI to create your pictures? I said, I've never considered it because I wouldn't know where to begin. So he turned me on to a couple of sites and I've been using it and loving it, having a blast doing this. And the pictures come out so much better than I could have ever anticipated. And the other thing before I get back to the story or the book is what I wanted to tell you what else Tony had done that has was divinely inspired. He asked me a simple question about my, my process of writing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write this down and I'm going to make it shareable. So anybody can have the, the benefit of my experience of how things work in the publishing world. Because Tony was very surprised to learn that writers have to, if, they, if they're going the traditional route, they have to produce proposals and synopses and bios and marketing plans. And they have to show how their book ranks or would compare to other competitive writers. It's a process. And whether you're using an agent, agent. and I've gone through most of those. And at this point, I'm going to go back to reading because I think this will help you understand why some people can hear or see angels and others can't. And it's all about perception and energy and vibrations and being open to accepting. When you smell roses, you cannot see. Your angel is saying, hi, it's me. Visitors from heaven come in many shapes and sizes. If you see the same bird every day, it might mean an angel has flown your way. When you see a flash of light, look for the angel just out of sight. When the music sounds good to you, know that your angels are singing too. Sometimes your puppies and your kitties too are angels sent in disguise, sent to watch over you. If your cat is sitting and staring at something you cannot see, it could be an angel is talking to kitty you see. Dragonflies that hang around mean an angel has come to town. Butterflies you see everywhere mean your angels are with you there. Angels are inside rainbows and among the clouds. When you say them, see when you see them, say hello and make them proud. You might see angels in the sun's rays, even on cloudy days. Look for angels outside at night. You'll find them in the bright starlight. Those fireflies you see at night could really be angels in flight. A single feather lying in the grass tells us an angel has flown past. Angels use time and numbers to say, hello, I see you. They like to hear you say, hey, I see you too. 
Look at your friends and your family too. If you see an angel, they see one in you. That tiny whirlwind spinning leaves all over is your angel at play. No need to run for cover. Angels have names just like you. If you ask and wait quietly, they might tell you. Angels are everywhere you look, anywhere you go. They may not always look like angels, yet they love and protect you in many ways, you know. So sing and dance and always look for good in others. Your angels might be your sisters and brothers. And that's the end of the book. I end it with a black and white illustration that children can color. And this takes us to the end of our show. I like it when it all works out together like that. And at this point, I'm going to say goodbye, and I'll see you next Friday, perhaps with a guest. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.